Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Cult I Left Behind podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Briggs, and I'm here to tell you my stories of growing up in the IBLP cult, which you might know from the Duggar family. And I'm your other host, Kyle Briggs. I'm Amanda's husband, and I have not heard most of these stories before. So stay tuned, and we'll all get traumatized together. Welcome back to the next episode. What do you have for us today, Amanda? Well, since it's one week before Christmas, I figured we'd talk about Christmas in the cult. Mm, was <laughs> was there Christmas in the cult? Oh, it was very aggressively Christmas. Okay. Not a holiday, Kyle. Okay. What's that mean? Well, okay. So for one thing, we were actually trained to say Merry Christmas if someone wished us a happy holiday. So imagine you're 11 you are at Walmart running an errand for your family, and it's the holiday season, and the cashier says, happy holidays, as they hand you your receipt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then your 11-year-old soul freezes up because you know you must respond, Merry Christmas, because we have to put Christ back in Christmas, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> so there just can't be any other holidays that are no, around no, Christmas. No, okay. no, 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 no. That, like, was, that wasn't part of the teaching. That No, that was other... against God. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we, there can't be any other religions then? No, because we have to win the whole world over for Christ with our bright eyes and ministry smile and aggressively wishing everyone a Merry Christmas. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I get that. Part, but mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. ignorance of like mm-hmm. there aren't any other religions that might have holidays. Or aren't there the like over a dozen other religious slash holiday observances I in am, the month of December? I don't know. I think I know are. there are others. That's yeah. So fast forward a couple of decades, and I have left the cult. I'm trying to be a normal human adult around the holiday season, and I was doing something for work. And I wished someone a happy holidays. And they were like, it's Christmas. Merry Christmas. Not happy holidays. It's Christmas. And I was like, oh, gosh. Are they in the cult? Like, <laughs> Is that what we were like? Oh, no. It was all, it was funny and also horrifying. So how, how long were you out of the cult at that point? Or like roughly? Like was that like oh, gosh. quickly like, that you... No, that was, like I said, a couple decades later. Oh. I was in my late 20s okay. when that happened. And I was, I was in Arkansas at the time. Military. Would, yeah, that's how I ended up in Arkansas. And I think that... And it was a civilian who said the Merry Christmas thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the cult has a really strong following in Arkansas because the Duggars are there. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it was a cult person or not, but my experience with Arkansas is that it was uh, very conservative in that way. So I started wishing people Merry Christmas again for the first time in a long time, just so they wouldn't yell at me about Jesus. I mean, you were in the Bible Belt, so I'm sure that's probably... I mean, I, I learned that to an extent... They're like, I mean, we always just said Merry Christmas because that's what we believe. So that's what we were celebrating. Mm-hmm. And at least for me, it wasn't, I'm trying to not include other holidays around the time. It was just like, I was Baptist. Mm-hmm. And so we celebrated Christmas. And mm-hmm. so when you're talking to people, like you just kind of say Merry Christmas, um, mm-hmm. but it wasn't so malicious. Um 
but I mean, you're, you're in the Bible belt. I, I was in Oklahoma, you were in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's just what you say around there. Um, and I grew up in Chicago, which is a lot more of a melting pot. So there were a lot of different religions represented, mm-hmm. you know, just out and about. So, and then also when we moved to Wisconsin, I think we still had, you know, some metropolitan influence, uh, not as much as obviously Chicago, but we weren't far from Milwaukee. We were between Milwaukee and Chicago. Mm-hmm. So there was still some diversity and... But I, yeah, I still grew up saying Merry Christmas. Um, question for you, Kyle. Oh, no. Did you believe in Santa Claus growing up? Yeah. Heathen. Uh, <laughs> I remember believing in that, I guess, pretty for a while oh. until I was probably 10 or 11. Wow. I think. Um, Is that normal? I don't know. Uh, was a I, part of you. I don't know what is youth. normal, um, but I mean, I feel like what I, I guess I, let me take that back. I think what is normal is like once you start getting older and you get to like probably your preteen, like, you know, you hit 10 to 12, like you get a little smarter mm-hmm. and you start putting the pieces together mm-hmm. um, or, you know, you might be up later cause you're getting older. Mm-hmm. And then you hear something, you know, Mm. and so I think as you get older, you just naturally get a little more curious and you kind of figure it out. If Uh. nothing else, like it's kind of accidental um, that you get a little mischievous and you like try to stay up and see Santa Claus Mm. uh, or something like that. And so to me, that would be what what normal is, is probably like 10 to 12 somewhere in there you figure it out on your own or somebody, you know, figures it out and then they tell you. Um, so, you know, your classmates or something ruin it for you. Well, didn't you know that Santa Claus is there to take over Christmas and redirect away from Christ and the gospel story, Kyle? Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> he is basically a form of an antichrist. Mm. You didn't know that. No. Oh, we're not okay. taught that. Well, let me enlighten a, you. Go for it. <laughs> So we were not allowed to believe in Santa in the cult. We were uh, taught from a young age that everyone who believed in him was like basically turning their back on Jesus and Jesus being the reason for the season. Yeah, it rhymes too. So you know it's good. (laughs) And um, we were told that like Santa was a distraction of the devil's making to detract from the gospel. I mean, it was very deep and you're like, you know, five uh-huh, and trying to understand what's going on with this man in a red suit that your cousins all believe in and get, they get presents from him. But then, you know, he's also there to destroy Christ. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the, the old man with the beard is going to, in a red suit, with reindeer is going to ruin Christ. Yes, because he's detracting from the meaning mm. of Christmas, which mm-hmm. is about Jesus coming to earth to save us from our sins. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys didn't, like, you you never believed no. Santa Claus and then, like, had to, like, were no. told to unlearn it. No, you were we just, were like, from the told g- from a very young age that Santa Claus was not real mm-hmm. and that he was there to detract from the gospel. He was a tool of Satan. And um, 
I I don't remember if I tried to tell my cousins. I can't remember. I was I was thinking about this this week. Like, were we told don't tell your cousins because they believe in it, or were we told try to talk to your cousins about it and proselytize them? Though I'm sure it was the latter. I mean, I think I did get into debates with one of my cousins about just the science and logic that <laughs> Santa couldn't be everywhere on the planet in mm-hmm. one night, even with, you know, the time zone differences. So you guys never watched the news then because what used to happen and it I still know. may happen is the there's military. a Santa tracker. Yeah. San- Santa oh, tracker. Santa tracker. Yeah. That's on the news. Yeah. Yeah, the military does that. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no, we did not do that. We did not do any of that. And our presents, you know, never had a name tag from Santa on them. So that one's an interesting one. And I was just thinking about it because, and I don't remember from my childhood how this played out, but, like, as a parent, like, you sign, you know, you buy gifts and you say, you know, these ones are from mom and dad or whoever mm-hmm. or, or grandma and grandpa or whoever. And then you sign other ones from Santa. Mm-hmm. So I remember that happening, but I don't remember like, did the bigger, better gifts come from Santa or did the bigger, better gifts come from people? Oh, and like, how, like would that play into your, like a kid forming their mind around like, well, Santa brings the good gifts and, and mom and dad <laughs> See, always so buy the cheap So now Santa ones. undermines parental authority, yeah. Kyle. <laughs> so I don't... <laughs> we can't have that. So obviously that didn't... Nothing crazy impacted me there, but I'm just, I was just thinking about that. Like, what do you do? Like, we don't have kids, but like, if that happens at some point, like, do we... Oh. Okay, now we have to talk about that. But first, (laughs) first, okay. Well, do you want to talk about that, or do you first, or do you want to talk about uh, if your parents use Santa to make you behave? Let's let's talk about if we have kids and Mm -hmm. what are we going to do? I don't know how to do Santa. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this is all on me. Do you want to do that? I think so. You want to lie to our kids and break their trust in their parents? It's a tradition. Put them through the trauma of realizing that this thing they thought was magical and real isn't real. If you want to say it's traumatizing, I I don't know. That's what I was told. That's what I was told that it just degrades trust between parents and children and traumatizes the children and is ungodly. This is how it played out for me. At some point, I figured it out. Oh, that were you heartbroken? No. Oh, well, I mean, a little bit. You're just like, really. Like, it was just more of a, like, this whole time, it was just parents out there putting gifts under the tree mm. with their name on it. And at that point, like, the same year, I got to participate in it. So I would, you know, as a 12-year-old or whatever, I would get up in the middle of the night and help my mom, like, put all Santa's gifts under the tree. Mm. And then it, then you're a part of it. Oh, so then you get to I lie think, to your younger siblings yes. and see. So I think that's it. That's part of it. I mean, to me, it's just like it's just a cultural ritual that you like <laughs> that like you're but you're lying and Satan is the father of lies. Kyle, oh. that's another reason why you can't. Have <laughs> <laughs> no. So, yes, I guess the answer to that question, like, I would perpetuate the lie okay. and keep it going because it's just, it to me, it's just a cultural, okay. you know, a fun ritual that kids okay. go through. Um, like, I will try to support. I have no idea how to do this, though. So, this is going to be all you. 
Okay. Okay. Well, listeners, I guess now we have decided that we are going to traumatize our children, our potential future children with Santa Claus. It's the cookies. They get to traumatize the younger kids. What? They get to participate in traumatizing the younger kids. You get to you get to be Santa until they figure it out and then Okay. (laughs) Okay. Cool. Great. Um, so did your mom use Santa to get you guys to behave? I don't know. Like I don't want to like toot my own horn, but like I was a good kid, so I didn't have to be like bribed or not that I recall. Okay. Um, so I don't know. Do you remember her saying it to your younger siblings? I probably like, I feel like that's a normal thing to say is that like, as soon as December rolls around, like parents are usually like, if you don't stop, Santa's not going to bring you. I mean, the See, whole naughty or nice thing, up. the whole naughty or nice oh. thing is where that originates from is like, Forgot that's, about the naughty that's and nice you know thing. from Thanksgiving on you can start telling your kids like if you're on the naughty list like Santa's not going to bring you any presents this and so is, this is so weird to me <laughs> so we had to behave oh my gosh so do you know you know what the naughty or yeah, nice yeah okay. I do I do because my cousins would talk about it and then just like after I left the cult in adulthood I heard and then you start watching movies we weren't allowed to watch movies with Santa that I remember. Or we had to, like, skip the Santa parts and mm-hmm. Frosty the Snowman and stuff. Because, you know, agent mm-hmm. of Satan. Um, but we had to behave. <laughs> well, if, if we didn't want to be severely disciplined, there was that. But also, having the fear of God was a really big concept in the cult. So I remember Chris came back from some parenting seminar thing that the cult put on and i heard her just like doing her fake sob thing to rick like our children don't have the fear of god (laughs) so i being me being a good kid who like wanted to be perfect because i thought perfection would save me from everything i was experiencing with my parents growing up i ran to my room and like threw myself on my knees next to my bed and started praying like i don't know what it means god but can you give me a fear of god i need to fear you more jeez oh, <laughs> so we didn't have santa to make us behave we you we had talk about unhealthy <laughs> I <know>. teachings <laughs> i know so that's that's how I behaved. I was afraid of God and his judgment. Just for the sake of being afraid, because someone told you you needed to well, be afraid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We didn't have enough of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think there's, oh, what is the Bible verse? There's some verse about how not having the fear of God leads to destruction or something like that. So I didn't want to be destroyed, Kyle. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. No, I think it would have been a lot gentler to have behavior based on getting gifts from santa instead of fear of eternal damnation Mm -hmm. okay i'm seeing the point of santa now (laughs) (laughs) i mean eventually when you like as you're getting older like you know you see in all the movies whatever like santa comes down the chimney to give you gifts which also just defies logic to me and i didn't believe because of that well that's what i well yeah i mean Usually in the movies is portrayed as like shrinking down and then he like magically expands when he comes out the other side. But like, that's what I mean when you get like 10 or 11 or whatever and you're like, but I don't have a chimney at my house. We don't have a fireplace. (laughs) So now Santa's breaking and entering? (laughs) Right. So like when you get old enough to like ask those questions is when you kind of figure it out. Okay. Um, 
Christmas trees. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about those. Mm-hmm. Were those ever a point of contention in your home around like religious beliefs? Like what? No, you just went and got a Christmas tree and you decorated it and then you put presents under yeah, it. Yeah, well, well I mean, as um, a kid, you don't put presents under We that. had to have a lecture every year mm-hmm. about uh, Christmas trees and how there was great risk for them becoming an idol in our home. <laughs> and we weren't allowed to sing. So you're worshiping trees now. Yes, because that's okay. This could be total bullshit. Um, but you know the song, Oh Christmas Tree, Oh Christmas mm-hmm. Tree, blah, 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 whatever it's called. We weren't allowed to sing that growing up and we weren't allowed to play it. Like if it was on a CD of other CD, yeah, because I'm old, um, a CD or cassette of other Christmas songs, we had to skip it because that was tree worship. And it was some like, I think we were told it was some Germanic tradition of like worshiping trees or something. And that's where (laughs) Christmas trees originated again in Satan. So every, like we were allowed to have a Christmas tree. We would go cut one down on the way back from Thanksgiving every year, but we would have to have a whole conversation where Rick would lecture us about how, you know, this tree was not an idol in our home. It was a fun family activity because we would decorate it together and all Mm -hmm. this stuff. But then one year, Chris, and I tell you, like, I saw so many women in the cult go really extreme. It was usually the women who went super extreme. She decided that it was too, too... um secular Mm -hmm. to have a Christmas tree. And I think we'd already picked up the Christmas tree, but she was crying and yelling and angry and mad at Rick and, and all this stuff. And we're bringing an idol into our home and all this stuff. So she decided that we weren't going to decorate it that year because that would be too like sacrilegious because it would be us like gathering around the tree in some, you know, I don't even know what she was afraid of, but she didn't want us hanging ornaments on the tree because that would cement the fact that it was an idol in our home. (laughs) So she got fake poinsettia flowers and put them on the tree and we all cried because we didn't get to decorate the tree that year. And that, Uh, yeah. That's not traumatic at all for kids. (laughs) I mean, that's, it makes a little bit of sense. Like that song is an ode to the tree or, you know, it's just like appreciation for the tree. Like, Oh, it's so pretty. Like, but you could definitely twist that around and say that's idolatry. Yes, it, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't pretend to understand how Chris's mind worked. Um, yeah. And then Rick just like let her do it. I think. I think they had a big fight about it, and they compromised on we weren't just going to have this like dead green tree in our living room. <laughs> she was going to put poinsettia flowers like sprinkled all over it. Mm-hmm. Not sure how that made it less of an idol. But I think it was because we weren't coming around it as a family with ornaments. Because mm. that, uh, somehow that's where the idolatry was. Okay. Yeah. So you, so you obviously didn't grow up like with big Christmas traditions. Well, we did. We did. They were just very different. Okay. We we had Christmas questions. Okay. Your face right now. What are Christmas questions? Um, school? <laughs> On Christmas Eve, I think we would go to the Christmas Eve service, and then we'd come back, and we'd have like hot cocoa and Christmas cookies or something, and then we'd all have to present our research, like our essays, about a month before Christmas or a couple weeks before Christmas, 
Rick would assign each of us a Christmas question that was some like historical, cultural, or theological question that we had to go research and answer and then present to the family on Christmas Eve. And when you were a kid, it started out really easy. And then by the time you were like in high school, it was pretty deep and intense. I think my first ever Christmas question, I might have been like five, six, seven, somewhere in there. I had to describe what swaddling clothes were and research that and like give the family a demonstration of swaddling a baby (laughs) doll while describing how that worked and the purpose of it and all of that back in the times of Jesus. I assume that was very intentional that a, one of the girl children was given that question. Oh, probably. (laughs) I hadn't thought of that, but yeah, my, my brothers were usually given questions about like the Magi Mm -hmm. and stuff. Um, so yeah, we, we would have a pretty intense research project. I, I wish I could remember my other Christmas questions, especially as I got older, because we did that for years and years and years. And then um, we would watch Robin Hood, the one with <laughs> Errol Flynn. Don't know why, but that yeah, was our Christmas Eve movie. And then the older kids would get to stay up for that. The younger kids would go to bed. And then after Robin Hood, we would all bring our Christmas presents down and everyone gave everyone a gift. Mm -hmm. It was usually from the dollar store because that's all we could afford as children. Um, And Rick and Chris, like they were always like, oh, we don't have money this year, so Christmas won't be that big. I remember Christmas always being big. I mean, it has to be. Well, yeah, eight kids, 10 people, everyone gives everyone a gift. Yeah, like you're going to have a mountain of Simple math, yeah. Um, so maybe they weren't expensive. Like we weren't getting Xboxes and that kind of stuff. We mm-hmm. were getting like books. I think one of the biggest presents I ever got was a pair of ice skates, which I loved. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It always felt special. Like it always, it always felt like a lot. And then Christmas morning we'd get up and we'd all line up age order and we'd have to walk into the living room with our hands like on the shoulders of the kid in front of us, like a train. Does that make any sense Mm -hmm. at all? Okay. And then we'd walk in and we'd see Christmas for the first time and oh, and then we'd have to stop and we'd have to do Bible study first because we always had to keep Christ first in Christmas. So we couldn't have presents before Jesus. So we'd do a Bible study in your face right now. I like. I already have another question lined up, but keep going. Okay, so then we we would do um, our Bible study, and then we would do presents, and then we would do. Oh, and there was like lessons in that. Like we'd start with the youngest kid to like teach patience, you know, because you couldn't just dive in and get your presents. You had to wait. There was like an order in how we handed out presents and received mm-hmm. presents. And, and it was, you know, to keep patience and humility and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and then after presents, Rick would make cinnamon rolls, which were actually really good. And then we'd get ready and go over to my grandparents' house for the rest of the day. Okay. What's your question? So with that many kids. Uh-huh. And so you guys had to do your Bible study before presents. Mm-hmm. What happened in the morning, like when one kid got up or three oh, yeah. of you got up and the other five were still sleeping? We had to wait. We had to wait. Now, eventually, it would get to the point where, like, we'd go wake up the older kids. Mm-hmm. But somehow, it was always me. Like, the younger siblings would come get me. They'd get in my bed and they'd be like, Amanda, it's Christmas. It's Christmas. When can we get it? So then I would, I don't know why. 
But they would always come get in my bed. And then I would keep everyone calm and quiet until it was time. Like usually the day before, Rick and Chris would have said, like, you can't get up till five or you can't get up till six. Mm -hmm. So they would stay in my bed and I would keep them calm. And they would like literally count down the minutes (laughs) on the digital clock next to my bed. And then at whatever time we had been told we could get up, whoever wasn't awake, we would go bounce on them and wake them up. And Mm -hmm. then we'd yell down the hall to Rick and Chris and they'd get up and... Yeah. I have heard that one before where like parents will say, you know, don't get up till six. Like nothing's happening until six. Like Mm -hmm. you're up at four, like just stay in your room until six. Mm -hmm. So I have heard that one. So I don't think that's. Yeah. We weren't allowed to go into the living room and see the whole present set up until the whole family walked out together in the train (laughs) formation. (laughs) So what we did was like. We couldn't open presents till everybody was awake. Um, it it was kind of fair game whether you know the first kid up just went and woke the other two kids up. Um, okay, but we, it was the same way. Like we couldn't open presents until everybody was awake. Um, and, so, and would yeah, you wake up your parents too? I'm sure I did as a kid. I remember as I got older. Um, like, would your mom be out there as you guys were no. opening stuff? You guys <laughs> would open so. stuff oh, without no, her. No, no, sorry. <laughs> We would be up before her, oh, yes, okay. but we wouldn't open gifts. Without her? No. Okay, good. That would be so sad. Like, yeah. as a parent, you put all this time in Oh, I'm sure kids have then... done it. I'm oh, sure I'm, I'm sure, sure there's parents happens. out there that woke up to just a mountain of wrapping paper and <laughs> presents everywhere. Oh. And then what would you guys do the rest of the day? Play with toys. Okay. Like, it was... We didn't have any crazy rituals like that. Um... And I've told you this before, like when we have like Christmas at my grandma's house or my grandparents' house, like they had a cool thing where they would wrap like each kid's uh, Christmas presents in like a specific wrapping paper. Mm -hmm. And then you got like a sample of like, here's a little, you know, two by, you know, two inch by two inch square of what your wrapping paper looks like. And she would like hide it around her house. Oh, cool. Um, And so then it was like a. You got to go find it. But we would usually do Christmas Eve at my grandparents' house and then Mm -hmm. still have like Christmas at our house. Like Mm -hmm. when we all lived close um, in like when we lived in California. Um, And then over the years, it was uh, as we moved and like people came and went as far as where we were living, like the ritual kind of always changed. Mm. So did you have stockings? Because I'm Mm -hmm. I'm suddenly remembering something about stockings and like. I think eventually we had them, but stockings were very much associated with Santa. So maybe we had to get a whole lecture on how stockings <laughs> were bad unless they were good in the cult because we made them good because we weren't worshiping Satan. I don't remember. But there was something <laughs> about stockings and why we didn't have them for a long time. I mean, that makes I mean, it makes sense that you, if you guys were kind of like mostly out of the whole Santa Claus thing that you wouldn't... Mostly out, we were totally well, out. totally out on that. But I mean, you still had a Christmas tree, and so I guess depending on how you look at it from the outside, I'm like, well, you guys kind of celebrated what I would consider a Christmas because yeah, you had a Christmas tree. It was, it just was about Jesus, right? Not Santa, right? But to me, agent well, of Satan. As a kid, I so I didn't grow up in the church. Like as a young kid, I didn't start going to church until you know ten. Okay, and so. To me, like when I was growing up, like the Christmas tree and presents, like those were all very specifically Santa. 
Like that wasn't church stuff or religious stuff at all for me. Like I didn't know the whole story behind that. And so it like was very much just Santa Claus and presents from Santa Claus and, you know, whoever else, like you did, you did gift, gift exchanges, but like, I guess you could say at that point, like I was very, I didn't, I didn't grow up in a religious household for the first few years. And Mm so my perception of, of Christmas is very much oriented around Santa Claus. And I didn't learn the religious aspect until later. So what is it for you now? I'm curious. To me, it's a cultural thing. Okay. Um, and I, you know, I know the story now, Oh, you know, behind the date. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that came along kind of too late for it to, overhaul my whole perception of it like to me it's still very much just kind of a a split between a religious uh date observance yeah and a cultural like santa claus thing hmm i guess i have no idea what christmas is for me (laughs) (laughs) probably probably more like the cultural thing Mm -hmm. um i think i tend to view most holidays these days as a time for like physical rest and break mm-hmm. from work, um, a time of reflection because I'm resting and a time to gather with loved ones and, yeah. you know, make a big deal over everybody. And yeah, so I guess it is more like cultural for me now than anything. And oh man. Okay proselytizing i'm trying to remember well okay so there was um we would do christmas dinner at my grandparents chris's parents every year and when i was younger we did christmas eve and christmas day and then as everyone got older it got to be too much so Mm -hmm. we stopped doing christmas eve and we just did christmas day and we would so one of my sisters or i would play Christmas carols on the piano mm-hmm. at my grandparents' house and everyone would come around and and sing. And I had one uncle who married into the family who was like staunchly atheist, staunchly atheist. And you can imagine how that went with Rick and Chris. Mm-hmm. But his favorite Christmas carol was O Holy Night. And he would always come up to the piano and he would sing that one with us. And then he would go back to his, you know, cigar and his his whiskey or whatever it was he drank. And I remember Chris they would let just- let him do that? What? They let him do that? Well, like, it was- well, a... So the cigar and whiskey. Yeah, that was at my grandparents' house, okay. not Rick and Chris's house. <laughs> okay. No, that would not be allowed at their house. Um, and and so one one of the first years- that uncle came and sang Oh Holy Night with us. I found Chris, Chris like crying in the hallway. Oh, maybe God is finally touching his heart. <laughs> I think his name was Jeff. He's finally touching Jeff's heart. He was singing Oh Holy Night and that's about Jesus. And she was just, I don't know. I don't understand her. Because mm-hmm. she was such a raging lunatic bitch. But then like, she would weep because... Uncle Jeff sang a holy night, and now maybe his heart was tender toward Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty radical. She was always extremes. Yeah. 
she was she's not yeah she's crazy but yeah um that was what we would do for christmas in the cult lots of bible study lots of um academic research about the the nativity story mm-hmm. um oh Oh, and as we drove around town, oh man, oh, oh man. Oh yes, what about the Christmas lights? <laughs> well, we would decorate lights like gingerbread style in the house and then we had I think a wooden nativity that Rick made or something. And we would put that out. And then as we drove around in the weeks leading up to Christmas when everyone had their their decor out mm-hmm. on their front lawns and stuff, we they, there were so many people who would have a nativity scene and Santa, and we would get lectures driving oh, around no. town about <laughs> how this is how Santa's taking over Christmas, and mm-hmm. you can't say you believe in Jesus and Santa at the same time, and but like, oh my gosh. It was just, I, I'm realizing sitting here talking about this, like it was constant nonstop brainwashing Yeah, because everything, if it didn't fall into the narrow little belief system of the cult, it meant that not only were those folks like definitely going to hell, they were trying to take you with them. Well, I mean, you guys were surrounded by a culture in which those two things are mixed pretty well. Like you're going to see a nativity scene next to a you know, a a blow up, you know, <laughs> giant Santa in the front mm-hmm. yard and reindeer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like culturally, you, you see the United States, like that's just kind of what you see. The two things get mixed together. And yeah. you guys, if you drive around for <laughs> the December, anytime mm-hmm. in December, like you're going to see that. And mm-hmm. so I'm sure all of December was just them trying to shield your eyes. Yeah. Look away. So this isn't, normal i take it from your response like even normal like christian parents in the church aren't going to tell their kids like this is a war on jesus and you can't believe in santa and jesus at the same time i don't know okay listeners help us out send in send in your experience i never heard or let me phrase it this way like the two things coexisted okay but I don't recall, and it's probably just depending on your parents and how like much weight they put on the religious part of it versus the cultural holiday part of it. Like whether they're going to tell you like, "Oh, this is wrong," or you know, "This is just about Jesus." I'm remembering I more things. I do. <laughs> well, I want to know. Like, did you guys put lights up on your house? We did. Okay. Okay. Here's what I just remembered: If we bought the multi pack of like Christmas wrapping paper mm-hmm. and it had Santa on some of the rolls. We had to throw those away. And if <laughs> like the name tags, you know, the little Christmas name tags you mm-hmm. and I just bought, if those had a Santa on them, we couldn't use them. Mm-hmm. We threw those away. Well, what a waste. So, it was like that extreme. <laughs> I, I'm sure it was like, what else? What other like crazy <laughs> stuff did you have to do around? I don't like any Santa related well, I activities. think we had to like stand up for Christ and tell other kids at Sunday school. So, at- so they made you like keep pushing their agenda out to like your peers. Yes, because there was a time when we attended a church that like some cult folks went to, but it was like mm. a normal church. So, did they have Christmas stuff like set up in church? Because even like yeah, the churches, nativity the church scenes. that I grew up, like they would have the nativity scenes. And so like, yes. you didn't really see Santa. No, stuff we didn't have church. Santa at 
church, but there were definitely kids at that church who believed in Santa. And I think I'm trying to remember what Rick and Chris told us to say to kids who believed in Santa. I I really don't remember if we were supposed to proselytize them and tell them like, no, Santa isn't real. Mm -hmm. Jesus is the reason for the season. Or if we were supposed to let it go because it was... It wasn't our job to ruin their surprise. I am pretty sure I told some kids that Santa wasn't real when I was a kid. You meanie. I know, right? But I was standing alone for Christ, Kyle, so, you know. I guess that answers your question. I don't recall in church, and I went to like several different churches when I started going to church, Mm -hmm. because I lived in Oklahoma, and there's a church every 10 10 feet. Um. And I would go to like other churches with like friends or whatnot. And it was always very much around like the nativity scene. It was very much mm-hmm. the religious part of mm-hmm. Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I never saw like reindeer and Santa Claus stuff in the church. Mm-hmm. So I I guess that answers your question of like, did they kind of accept the whole Santa Claus stuff or what they were teaching in the church? Yeah. Um, it wasn't it wasn't Santa Claus and reindeer and, yeah. and elves. I got a couple little singing parts in different Christmas plays that we did at church. And I remember Rick and Chris like having to vet the plays before <laughs> I could accept the role. Mm-hmm. And I think I think some of my older siblings might have participated in like a larger live nativity mm-hmm. something, which is inaccurate actually, because uh, just the way the way we portray that whole situation is not actually historically or culturally accurate. <laughs> but that's fine. It's fine. You do you. <laughs> so what have you kept from your childhood as far as Christmas goes? Um, I know one thing. So what? I mean, we have a Christmas tree. Yes. We decorate it. Yes. Lights and... Everything. Our Christmas tree is the best Christmas tree because uh, while I was single, I decided to get rid of all of the Christmas decor my ex-husband and I had. <laughs> I was like, I don't need this in my life. So I donated all of it and I started buying ornaments and stuff that I like. So they're all nerdy. Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, DC and Marvel comic characters. And every year I added the collection. And then Kyle came along a year after that. And you liked it. So we just kept it going. And now our, our Christmas tree is, you know, it's probably an idol to, to nerd <laughs> trilogies <laughs> or series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's not even like a regular christmas like bulb on no no (laughs) it's 100 percent nerd nerd stuff (laughs) which is amazing Uh, the other thing you kept is and i like this is like you play christmas songs and sing christmas songs on the piano i do i was thinking about that when i was playing the other day like i don't know if i believe everything i'm singing (laughs) but (laughs) that's where like the the cultural tradition piece comes in Mm -hmm. um Gosh, I don't know. I don't, I can't really think of anything else because we don't have kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have stockings. We do have stockings. We haven't done Christmas lights yet. No, we haven't. House or outside. Haven't. But where we live now, like literally nobody would see them anyway. So <laughs> we live in the middle of nowhere. I don't know. I think if we had kids, 
I kind of like the idea of having them like walk out at the same time and mm. see the whole setup. Mm. Um, <laughs> Everybody's getting to listen to this like in real time because we haven't like discussed this yet. <laughs> We're like, we, we do what we do, but like, what would it look like? With children? Yeah. I, I imagine. Okay. So you want to do Santa. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'd have to do Santa. Mm-hmm. And then. So the other thing we used to do as kids. <laughs> okay. At least in like half of my family. Uh-huh. We always open one gift on Christmas Eve. Oh, you like to do that today. Yeah. We do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We didn't do that growing up. I don't think. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's other like that. I don't. I've never really heard other families do that. I'm sure it happens. Mm-hmm. I don't know. My that's ex's a widely, family did that. I think. Yeah. I don't know if that's a widely accepted like tradition or not, or if that's just the way to keep the kids from opening all the presents <laughs> uh, too soon. Should I assign academic research no. papers to our children? <laughs> I will save them from that. <laughs> but I would make it like do a report on all the other religions no. in the world. No. And- <laughs> They're kids. They need to play. Okay, fine. (laughs) I mean, like... School's fun, Kyle. It can't be. Uh can't be. Reading is good. (laughs) Research projects are horrible. No, they're they're life. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like, to me, Christmas is always about, and a large part of it culturally, I think, is just about spending time with friends and family. Mm-hmm. Um, and so usually that period between like Thanksgiving to Christmas, mm-hmm. everything kind of slows down. Um, people start coming in from out of town mm-hmm. and you spend, you spend time with, you know, people you like. Or and this maybe is not. the <laughs> Italian in me coming out. But also I guess the other thing we did growing up was that was when we made all the food that's like oh, yeah. labor intensive and hard to make. So mm-hmm. there was always good food. Meal prepping. Yeah. Yeah. Along with the holidays, yeah, the stuff you only make once a year because it is too labor intensive the rest of the time. Mm-hmm. So I imagine if we had kids, I would somehow get on board with Santa, even though I don't know how to. <laughs> um, I would like the Christmas Eve open one gift thing. I think I'd like the everyone arrive in the living room at the same time. And then I would probably... I mean, cinnamon rolls after presents was pretty fun. So I would probably, I would probably keep that piece or something like it, maybe like a French toast casserole or something. But <laughs> yeah. So was there any other weird stuff you guys oh. did? I mean, was there? So there's. You've talked about all the things like you didn't do that were like mainstream. Mm-hmm. That like no Santa. Like sounds like the tree disappeared at some point no we we got to keep it we just weren't allowed to put ornaments on it that okay, year so you kept, and there kept was such the an uproar that the next year everything went back to normal i guess chris oh. had decided that um it was no longer <laughs> idolatry okay yeah so she got coerced that was back just, into christmas well i think that was just a fluke with her emotions okay like she was very emotionally driven and i think that year she was just very focused on fear of god mm-hmm. and not having idolatry in the home yeah, and by next year that had burned out, and she was on to the next thing. So you guys had a tree yeah. and gifts mm-hmm. and stockings. Eventually, yes. And lights. Yes. And you guys made food. Yes. And oh, sang. oh, did you guys ever go caroling? Yeah. 
was that very like churchy or was it just like what was the motive there uh i think it was pretty churchy to remind everyone that christ is the meaning of christmas did you guys hand out uh what do they call oh, them? the little pamphlets the pamphlets the fl- well, probably a name it, I, I think forget. we would make fudge and then we'd put the little tracks in in the little plastic bin with the fudge and we'd give that to people. tracks that's what it is yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was a thing we did. <laughs> it sounds like it would. I be. don't remember like the family caroling more than maybe once, but I would go carol with other church people. Mm-hmm. And oh, something I loved, something I absolutely loved was um, one of our churches had a nursing home ministry that they would do. And I would go, I, I think I was seven when I started doing this, I would go sing Christmas carols to mm-hmm. folks at nursing homes. And I really loved that. Yeah. I was a little scared. <laughs> um, I mean, it's such a weird place to go into as a kid. It is because you don't understand. Like yeah. now I understand Alzheimer's and dementia and the different impacts that can have on someone's personality and why they might rage or, you know, but I didn't know that as yeah. a kid. Um, I just thought they were mad. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so it was a little scary at times, but I would go sing carols and then I would go around and I'd give all the people hugs and let them kiss me on the cheek because that's what they all wanted to do. And I'd hold their hands and talk to them a little bit. And I loved that. And I would beg to go back every year. It I liked seeing them smile. So, And then I did that for a while. Again, when I was older and in high school and college. And sadly, I haven't done it since. So maybe that, w- that would be something. If we had children, I would want to – I would want to do that again. Like, I think it's really good for – young children to have older folks in their lives and like see, um, well, just have the opportunity to bring some joy. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a good thing for children to learn about. And it really did bring joy to people. Yeah. There were a lot of, I think, lonely people in there who loved having folks just come up and talk to them about their day. So yeah. I would probably do stuff like that with kids around Christmas. Cause I'm not a fun mom. <laughs> then they can do Santa with you. Uh, uh, did you guys ever like do food bank stuff or (laughs) no we we could barely feed ourselves oh that's true that's true no we didn't volunteerism like that wasn't you'd think it would be part of the cult but it Mm -hmm. wasn't something that was pushed yeah um the volunteerism i did like at the nursing homes and stuff was through our non-cult church Mm mm-hmm that we were part of at that time in my life. All right. Well, that sounds like we've covered all the basis of how Christmas was in the cult for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be curious to hear. Uh, so f- like drop us a line yeah. on, you know, the socials or on the website or something like, let us know if you've got any weird Christmas traditions and or tell, cool ones. Please like tell me if your traditions <laughs> were like mine. And if you got lectured about keeping Christ and Christmas and Jesus being the reason for the season and Santa being an agent of Satan, like I would really love to know <laughs> <laughs> if, if anyone else had those, you know, totally normal life experiences as a child. <laughs> All right. Well, we are going to take next Monday off. It is Christmas Day. We 
expect everyone will be very busy next week. So we're not going to release an episode next Monday on Christmas Day, but we will be back on January 1st because we have a very, very, very important episode that y'all need or your year just won't go right. We're going <laughs> to we're gonna talk about Rhema's, y'all, oh, geez. <laughs> which was a very, very important part of New Year planning slash resolution in the cult. We, we need to make sure y'all have your Rhema's from God for 2024. So we'll be back with that episode Janu- January 1st. Um, Kyle, we, we've got a pretty great list of episodes for 2024. We do. We've got we've got a plan. Yep. Uh, we've got plenty of topics on there, so there's going to be plenty of content coming next year. Yep. Um, but feel free if there's something you want to hear about, yes. like feel free to let us know. Um mm-hmm. and we can try to work that in cuz you know, we're we're coming up with ideas, but I'm sure other people have questions. Yeah. Um, so some some of the ideas, some of the episodes we're going to release next year will be discipline in the cult. Like we're finally going to get around to answering everyone's questions about discipline. We're going to talk about um, the Cabbage Patch Kid dolls and the burning ceremonies finally. Uh, and we'll do the courtship commitment episode mm-hmm. series and we're getting more questions. Oh, we got, we got it. We finally got a voicemail question from the website from a listener named Christina. We love you. Um, so we will probably do another Q and a episode. We got a few mm-hmm. more questions in, in the last couple weeks. So I think we're almost at enough to do another Q and a, so we'll release that. We're going to have some more guests on the podcast to talk about other cults and their experiences. So lots of good stuff coming in 2024. Yep. So we will see you guys next year. So <gasps> Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. And Happy Holidays and Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And we'll be back January 1st. Take care, y'all. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Cult I Left Behind. Until next time, don't join a cult. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, share, and subscribe, and we will catch you on the next episode.